Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to be looking at the best underpriced players in FPL. That's players who have come in with a much cheaper price than we were expecting and perhaps a much cheaper price than they will prove to be worth this season. Now every year we always look out for players who are going to offer some value and thankfully FPL have handed some of those to us possibly on a silver platter by taking some premium players and pricing them much below where we were expecting them. Now, every year, it's always good to make sure that you've got players in your squad that are going to offer you good value, and we want to be making sure that you're maximizing every single penny that you are spending on your team. So we are going to have a look at those players who can help enable things elsewhere whilst also behaving like a premium FPL asset. And the easiest place for us to start in this video, of course, has to be at Spurs, where we've got Son Heung-min has come into the new campaign priced at just £9 million, which is a £3 million drop-off in his price from the previous campaign. So coming off the back of a 23-goal season when he scored the golden, he shared the golden boot with Salah, he started the 22-23 campaign at £12 million, but just... Um, 11 of his first 33 starts had attacking returns in last season, so he blanked in 22 of his first 33. 10 goals, 6 assists, 152 points for him. That was enough to bring him all the way down uh, to 9 million for the start of the new campaign. But we still think that he can probably turn around and say to FPL, you've priced me much too 
cheaply because what we saw from Son towards the back end of last season was very encouraging and in a minute we're going to talk about what impact Andrzej Postacoglu could have at Spurs as well and so on the screen right now for the benefit of the podcast listeners I've broken down Son's XG shot map for the season for game weeks 1 to 32 and then game weeks 33 to 38 now the second period is when Ryan Mason was uh, intermittently in charge of Spurs again because he's done it a few times now and of course he has stayed at the club and so some of the observations that he will have made in his period as interim uh, interim manager obviously are perhaps going to feed into what Postacoglu is going to do with the team. And what we saw was that Son played a much more advanced role uh, towards the back end of the campaign when Mason was in charge. So between game weeks 1 and 32, what you'll see on the screen is lots of bubbles, coloured blue, coloured green, and they represent the XG of the shots that uh, Son has had. And if it's green, it was on target. If it was blue, then it was off target. And uh, the thing about XG shot maps is the bigger the bubble, the higher the XG for the shot. And what you can see uh, in the in the vast majority of the season, Son was having loads of shots from outside the box, very small circles, low XG shots from outside of the box. There were a few healthily sized ones in the box, but there's a, about a 50-50 split between efforts in the box and outside of the box. But when we go to game weeks 33 to 38, the size of the bubbles in the box are Similar, if not slightly bigger, but crucially, there's hardly anything from outside of the box. And so there's a considerably higher percentage and portion of the efforts on goal that Son was having that are occurring inside the box because he was being used much more as someone to aim at and get some goals. Now, before I go any further, a lot of this data that you're seeing on the screen right now, and I'm talking through if you're listening on a podcast, is from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. If you haven't already sorted out your membership for the new season, now is the time to do it because you can get the 30% uh, saving with the preseason and prices you're going to get all sorts of stuff you're going to get access to these comparison tools yourself so you can um, interact with them and manipulate them yourself to give you the answers that you want if you've got a comparison you'd like to make for example looking at players shot maps heat match hit maps touch maps tables all sorts of things comparing one player with himself over different periods comparing one player with another perhaps over different periods as well all sorts of things you can do also get full access to the preseason page, season point projections, transfer planners, uh, and then also, of course, drafts from some of the best fantasy managers out there. So if you haven't already sorted out your membership, make sure you sort that now. Head to the website, have a look at the benefits, and sign up for the package that is right for you. Now, something else that is also worth pointing out in terms of Son's transition between the these two periods in the back end of last season is that there was also a bit of an increase in his assist potential in terms of the quality of assists uh, potential that he was uh, making. So on the left-hand side is game weeks 1 to 32 for him. So he created 1.8 chances per game during that period, but just 0.2 per game in terms of big chances. So roughly two key passes a game, but very often they were not big chances that were fashioned at the end of it. Now, interestingly enough, he did actually create fewer chances in that final section of the season with Mason in charge. 1.3 per game, but he went up to 0.5 big chances created per game. So a marked increase there in terms of the quality of his assists as well. And we're going to break down uh, some more of those numbers. As I said, all of this comes from uh, the Fantasy Football Scout members area to show that Son very much was starting to transition back into being the kind of player we could maybe rely on uh, for some points. And so, for example, when we look at that goal threat in terms of the numbers rather than the visuals now, it's kind of a similar story, to be perfectly honest, uh, as the assist uh, potential. He, he was actively producing fewer shots in, in key locations, 
but the quality was going up. So, for example, uh, he had 2.3 shots per game between game weeks 1 and 32. And that actually dropped to 1.8 per game between game weeks 33 and 38. But attempts in the box went from 1.2 per game to 1.7. So already we're seeing that he's shooting less often, but he's in the box more. Then in terms of the quality of those chances, he used to have 0.3 big chances per game. But he had one big chance per game in the second period. So again, it's a shift towards higher quality efforts on goal. And interestingly enough, his shot accuracy did decrease between these two periods from 48.6% to 36.4%, but his goal conversion went up. So he went from 11.4% goal conversion, which is actually quite poor, up to 18.2%, which is much closer to what you would say is the average conversion rate of a Premier League attacking player. And so that's really encouraging, bringing Son into the new season at a much cheaper price. Um, and in terms of just his XG then, how that's reflected there in the first half of the season, 0.2 XG per game for him, 0.5 XG per game for him in that final part of the season. And his XA actually stayed exactly the same from 0.1 to 0.1, but his XGI obviously went up and his minutes per XGI also went up as well. Now, I promised that we would talk about Postacoglu. He is almost certainly going to be a very positive influence on this Spurs team. They spent lots of last season playing very turgid, sideways passes, everyone behind the ball, grinding out results football. Uh, they would much rather win a game 1-0 with some terrible football than put on a show and maybe win 4-3. And Postacoglu is very much a manager who operates in the latter of those two choices. And he's a big fan of attacking football. He's obviously brought in Madison as well. And uh, he was in the top uh, top three best creators uh, in the final 12 game weeks of the season, even though he was at Leicester. Seven big chances created, only two more players created more big chances than him uh, in that period last season. To bring him into this much more exciting Spurs team, then we could see a massive upturn in the opportunities that are going to present themselves to a player like Son. And of course, we have to remember that these switches we're seeing here from game weeks 1 to 32 towards the 33 to 38 period, that was under a manager who is still going to be at the club. Ryan Mason is a very positive influence, uh, clearly uh, on Spurs in terms of the personnel there and knows the players well. And Postacoglu will have the final call, but it seems quite likely with the way that he's used his wingers at Celtic, for example, in the past to be supplementing whoever it is that plays in the centre-forward position, it seems almost inevitable that we're going to see Son back to his best this season at a price that almost certainly will prove to be too cheap. Now, we have to look at their fixtures. It probably looks like game week three is maybe the time to get on to Son, although you could have some benefit from going into Spurs a little bit sooner than that. They start with Brentford away game week one, Man United at home game week two. They're the slightly trickier fixtures, but then they turn very significantly. Bournemouth away game week three, Burnley away game week four. And that Burnley team is not a team that is going to stick everyone behind the ball anymore. They are going to, where possible, try and play out from the back, play a little bit like Man City and defend via possession. But will they come unstuck against a very uh, high-pressing, exciting Spurs team, potentially? So that Burnley away fixture is, is very much a fixture you could look at for lots of goals for Spurs. Sheffield United at home game week five. Now, it's away at Arsenal game week six, but North London derby is typically high-scoring. Game week seven, Spurs are at home to Liverpool. And Liverpool's defence has not exactly been particularly robust in a while. And then game week eight, they're away to Luton. So it's really that game week three switch where Spurs go on a really nice run of fixtures especially from attacking potential and that could be the time that we look to go towards Son Another day is here and you're ready for it What to wear? Check Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Now, another player who has come in into the new season uh, priced much cheaper than perhaps he will prove himself to be at the end of the campaign is Raheem Sterling. Now, he's at Chelsea now, and he, like Son, has had a drop-off of £3 million in his FPL price because he was still a Man City player uh, last time he was given an FPL price, and so he was given a £10 million price, which seemed relatively fair when you consider his FPL history. Uh, but he just had six goals last season, four assists in 28 appearances, so 101 points. And so when you look at his history, you go back as far as, say, the 17-18 season for him, 229, 18-19, 234, uh, 1920, 204 points. Not an amazing season for him in 2020, 21 uh, with 154, and then 21, 22, 163, but certainly significantly better than his turnout last time. It was the only campaign uh, since 2015 16 that he didn't have double digit hauls for either goals or assists because in the previous time he either would get double digits for assists and not goals, double digits for goals and not assists, or in the case of 17 18 and 18 19 season. Uh, he actually had double digits for both. So, in effect, this is someone who we know has considerable fantasy pedigree, but perhaps maybe didn't do very well last year because it was a really, really bad season for Chelsea. Now, we'll talk about Pochettino in a minute because what we're going to do first is just have a look at some mildly encouraging statistics about Sterling towards the back end of last season to see uh, just how important he was to their attack. In effect, if they're going to get a glow up, is Sterling more likely or less likely to be someone who ends up being a beneficiary of them playing some better football? Now, when we look at game weeks 27 to 38 towards the end of the last season, it's about the last 12 or 13 matches, depending on uh, double game weeks and things like that. Uh, Sterling was, his, his numbers aren't amazing, but he was definitely at the top end of being an important Chelsea asset. So between that uh, little game week range there, three goals and assists, so a com- combination of three attacking returns, it's not a lot. Do appreciate that that's not that encouraging, but it was still the best of Chelsea players uh, in that period, level with Felix and one more than Havertz, who, of course, has left the club and Felix was only on loan. So of the players that uh, were Chelsea players last season, going to be a Chelsea player this season, he was top for that particular statistic. Um, in terms of uh, other more drilled down details, minutes per goal. Uh, he had a goal every 280 minutes. The only uh, Chelsea player who betted him in the back end of last season was Felix. Again, one every 190 minutes. And again, 
that means that Sterling was the best of all the players who was a Chelsea player last season and will be one this year. And then in terms of shots in the box, just nine. It's not an amazing total, but the only players who did better than him in that regard were Felix and Havertz, who of course, who of course won't be playing for Chelsea next year. So it's not that encouraging in terms of the raw numbers, but in terms of his relativity to the rest of the team, Sterling, it seems likely that he could be a beneficiary of Chelsea playing some much better football. Now we've done some scout reports on Pochettino, uh, both on the website and on our YouTube and podcast platforms. And I should just say, I've actually forgotten to mention that if you want more information on Postacoglu and Madison, we've got the same options available. We've got videos and podcasts and articles on Postacoglu, Madison, Pochettino to help you understand exactly what those players and those managers are going to bring to their new teams and what impact that could have on the FPL assets around them. And of course, Pochettino has a strong Premier League history of um, playing some nice attacking football. He's also got... uh, that pedigree of being able to take a very skillful attacking player like Deli Alley, put them in some kind of free role behind a striker, a second striker, and allow them to really spread their wings and play some good football. And in fact, in the 16-17 season, Deli Alley was the second highest FPL point scorer. And so there's a lot of people wondering if maybe Nkunku can fill that role for Chelsea. Maybe uh, Sterling can uh, as well. And when you think about the FPL pedigree that he has got, Sterling is someone who in the past has done very, very well and performed like a premium player. So to be able to have him in your team for 7 million in a run of fixtures that actually are very encouraging for Chelsea could be worth looking at. Now, it's probably worth a mention that Mudrick at 6.5 could possibly be too cheap uh, to be <laughs> to be true. And of course, Nkunku is 7.5, though he is a forward. Um, doesn't mean he's necessarily going to have a bad season, but from an FPL perspective, it might just hand some advantage to those midfielders. But we shouldn't rule out Nkunku as someone who could potentially uh, behave like a premium whilst being priced like a midfield, uh, mid-priced uh, asset. So these fixtures then, and this is what excites me most about Chelsea, is that if they're going to get a lot better going forward, they couldn't really ask for some better fixtures to do that because Liverpool game week one, already mentioned, that is not a team with a robust defensive record anymore. And I can feasibly see Chelsea getting goals there. Then you've got West Ham away game week two. Again, same applies really. They're going to lose Declan Rice, it would seem as well. So goals seem likely for Chelsea in those two games if Pochettino is going to have the desired impact. Pre-season, of course, will help you have an understanding if that's happened. But it's really game week three, just like Spurs, where their fixtures get really tasty. So we've got Luton at home game week three, Forest at home game week four. So with those two games especially, you've got the team that came up via the playoffs from the championship last season. So on paper, the worst of the three newly promoted teams. You've got Forest at home, who famously were the worst team away from home in the Premier League last season. So two really juicy matches for attacking players getting returns at Stamford Bridge. But then they continue to be nice fixtures for Chelsea. Bournemouth away game week 5 Villa at home game week 6 Fulham away game week 7 and Burnley away game week 8 so really nice fixtures there at £7 million Sterling could make a mockery of his price tag now, perhaps the player who has already made the most of a mockery of his price tag, just purely and based on public opinion and public reaction, is Bruno Fernandes, who has come in at £8.5 million. It's the cheapest we've ever seen him since he first arrived in the Premier League, £8 million uh, in the 2019-2020 season. And wow, it is a very exciting time when we can own a player like this for 8.5. He came into last season as a £10 million a pound midfielder um, and the crazy thing is 176 points last time out um, eight goals nine assists 23 bonuses in 37 starts it was actually more than the previous campaign but enough for a 1.5 million pound price drop which puts him 
0.5 cheaper than Rashford and already we've got everybody in the community debating which of these two is the best one to go for for game week one. We've had some uh, team reveals. If you'd like to check those out, make sure you uh, have a read on the website, go to the YouTube channel or go to the podcast platforms as well uh, to check out all of the uh, team reveals we've done so far. It's probably about a 50-50 split so far between Fernandez and Rashford. Um, but yeah, of course, Fernandez is the cheaper of the two. And wow, I mean, this is a guy that basically never gets rested. He's very likely to be on penalties, although we will need to check out preseason there. Um, so at 8.5 million, when you consider that he has um, you know, gone close to 10 uh, goals and assists in each of his last uh, three or four campaigns and, and double-digit hauls for both in 2020-21 season, um, his, his worst ever season, he got 117 points, but that was achieved in half of a campaign uh, because that was he, he joined Man United in January 2020 and then was just unstoppable between then and the start of the pandemic and then was very, very useful in Project Restart. There's an expression you've not heard in a long time. But that just shows you that there has never really been a time when Fernandez hasn't been uh, worth considering. And it's possible that he wasn't that popular last season because he was in that 10 million bracket. And maybe if he went on a few a few games runs, he wasn't giving you what you wanted. 10 million felt too much. But squeezing him in for 8.5 is really, really enticing. And we also have to look at some numbers here because the way that he finished last season shows that he can very much make a mockery of this price tag once the football actually starts being played. Because between game weeks 27 and 38, which as you've not worked out already, if you've not worked out already, that is the period that I'm using to assess which teams finished last season the best and use that period to assess Man United players, Spurs players, Chelsea players, etc. Um, Fernandez just his creativity was off the charts, almost literally, because he was so far away at the top from everybody else, they might as well have just created an entirely new chart just for him. So if you look at his creativity in that period, key, um, key passes, 50, which was the most of any player in the Premier League, and the percentage of those that were big chances was just huge. So he created 14 big chances between 27 and 38 last season. And that was four more than Trent, who created 10. And we've already actually mentioned that Madison was the was in the top three. So he was the joint third best for big chances created. That, of course, is very encouraging for Spurs. He was in a group of four players tied for, for third best here. They created seven big chances. So that's half as many as Fernandez, despite the fact that they were the joint third best. That's just how much better than everybody else Fernandez was for that. And the impact that had on his expected goal involvement in that period uh, was huge because he was in the top six players for expected goal involvement in the period that we've mentioned with an XGI of 8.17, which was the most of any Man United player. It was the most of Rashford, although it's worth saying Rashford did miss some games via injury, but it was almost double what Rashford's XGI was is absolutely huge because Fernandez and Rashford are very different types of players in terms of their goal threat of course Rashford is very much getting goals in the box and Fernandez tends to get his goals from outside of the box or with penalties so they've probably got a similar level of goal threat for what they're good at because what we can see also on the screen here is that Fernandez had 18 shots in the box which was not that many compared to the other top performing XGI players uh, for this part of the campaign but he had 16 shots on target which was the joint third best of any player in the Premier League over that period so he's very good at getting those long distance shots on target so he has that goal threat. It's not as good as Rashford's, but it's still not bad. But Rashford has virtually no creativity to him um, because and whereas Fernandez is clearly He's going into the start of the new campaign, arguably is the best creator because De Bruyne is injured, which we'll talk about in a minute. Fernandez just can offer a broad range of points. He can offer you clean sheets. Um, he can offer you 
goals, he can offer you assists, he can offer you penalties, and with all of those things come some bonus as well. So for just 8.5 million, it seems like an absolute steal. Now, the only thing that we also just have to consider uh, with him, of course, uh, is Man United's fixtures. They have a relatively good start to the season. We've got pre-season uh, to, to see, you know, what sort of form he's going to be in when he comes into the campaign. Uh, but yes, the pre-season, the 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 main season games, I should say, not the pre-season games, Wolves at home game week one, Spurs away game week two, and we've already talked about Spurs' new style. They are very much a team that are going to attack, 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 and not really worry about defending. So there's going to be goals um, available there, even if Man United were to lose, for example, if Spurs, if Spurs could win that 4-3, and it would be very in character with what Postacogli wants to do. Nottingham Forest home game week three. Um, you may be sick of me saying this, but Nottingham Forest were the worst team away from home last season. Arsenal away game week four. Brighton at home game week five. Burnley away game week six. Palace at home game week seven. And Brentford at home game week eight. Now, so it's really the first four fixtures where they look a lot nicer. Um, but but there's certainly fixtures that are worth investing in uh, at the start of the season. I have already mentioned preseason. Do also have a look out in preseason to see what impact Mason Mountain is going to have on Man United because... All of the stuff we've looked at so far is based on a, on a Man United that finished last season without Mason Mount. And there's some suggestion, the possibility that Mason Mount could push Fernandez into a deeper role. We saw that happen a little bit with Sabitzer uh, last season. Didn't really impact uh, him too much in terms of his numbers because he was able to still rack up a lot of assists because he's very, very good at playing a quarterback role as well. But in terms of working out where Mount's going to fit in, do keep an eye on preseason possible that Mount plays the deeper role as well so it's a few questions up in the air so have a look at those before you make a final final decision on Fernandez who your game with one team but he's in my draft at the moment and I can't see him leaving it so um, our final player uh, that we're going to focus on on a very minute level before we look at some uh, also rands and some honorable mentions is Kevin De Bruyne now he uh, the, in 22-23 season he was priced at 12 million so pretty fair price for him he's a absolute world-class assist maker uh, but his eight and his 18 Premier League assists last season was by far the most in the division um, and he created a chance every 24.7 minutes and created 32 big chances now the thing is his minutes got a little bit managed in this campaign uh, because of injuries and things like that and of course he is actually injured for the start of the new season so I sort of suspect that it's that reason uh, that has brought him into the new campaign 1.5 million cheaper he's priced at just 10.5 million this time around despite the fact that 183 points was actually his second best point scoring season in the last three and it's Kevin De Bruyne right you know this is this is probably the best creator of, of, of in football in the world. And as soon as he's fit, having him at 10.5 million could be an absolute steal when you consider what he's done in the past. Now, we're going to have a look uh, at some creativity stats for him in more detail across the course of the whole campaign because he didn't play as often as we'd like uh, towards the back end. So it's hard to compare him with Fernandes in that period. Uh, but actually, the two of them together... The top creators for big chances created across the whole of last season. Uh, expected goal involvement in, across the whole campaign. Uh, De Bruyne was in the top six. So when he is fit and when he is back at 10.5 million and probably the the least likely to be rotated in a midfield that's got some budget options like Foden, Grealish, things like that, could be worth spending that extra money, especially considering that in previous years we've had to do it for 12 million. Now, I put City's fixtures on the screen at the moment. It's unlikely that he's going to be involved in them to start with. Burnley away game week one, Newcastle at home game week two, game week three they're away to Sheffield United, then game week four it's Fulham at home, then West Ham away, then Forest at home, then Wolves away, Arsenal away as well. First seven especially, really nice fixtures for them. They're very much in the top two or three for attack and defence potential on the Fantasy Football Scout season ticker. 
you will need to find out exactly when he's going to return because he might miss some of those. Uh, but do keep an eye out because when he's back, he is going to offer some insane value. Finally, then, let's just talk about some honourable mentions, the first of which being Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So he's dropped £2 million um, because he had lots of injuries last season. So that brings him down just to £6 million. He only scored twice last season, uh, but bearing in mind his style of play and the fact that he has offered fantasy potential uh, in the past, the fact that he's in this Sean Dyche team that could play some more direct football this season, he is very much um, the sort of player that Dyche is going to want to have in his team and could probably play in a team with a manager that was playing even less direct football. So he, it, this really is going to um, double down on his strengths. So there's possibility that points in the campaign, if he can stay fit, Calvert-Lewin at 6 million is going to be a bit of a steal. Now at West Ham, we've got two. We've got Bowen coming in at 7 million and we've got Antonio coming in at 6 million, having dropped 1.5 million himself. Probably not going to be going too near these guys near the start of the campaign because they've got to face Chelsea, Brighton, Man City and Liverpool in their first match in the first six matches. But after that, the fixtures do get much nicer. It's possible that they might have had a couple of price drops by then, so we could be getting them at 6.8 and 5.8 possibly. And we know that these guys have done it in the past. There's every possibility they could do it again. And them having a relatively average season last season has what's unlocked that value potential. Now, finally, we have to talk about Darwin Nunez as well. He's dropped 1.5 million and has now come in at 7.5 million. Now, with this guy, it's slightly different to the other three because the other three we know have done it in the past. Uh, and uh, we think that if them, them doing it again would mean that their prices are good value. The thing about uh, Nunez is he hasn't really done it yet. So he was uh, averaging 3.4 points per match last season. But we know he's a player of high quality and he obviously got lots of good chances as well. So if he could improve his accuracy, paying 7.5 million for a forward in a team as exciting as Liverpool could be very good value. Now, the only thing that we have to consider here is there is a lot of rotation possibility at Liverpool because that attack now has Jota available, Luis Diaz available, Gakpo, Salah, of course, as well. Don't, can't forget about him. So there's lots of options there. Preseason is going to be another way for you to work out uh, who is the most important Liverpool attacker. And if Nunez is playing lots of games and sticking goals away, then 7.5 million could be a good price. Now, I've obviously mentioned the preseason campaign. Uh, it's worth uh, tracking it. The best place to do that is with Fantasy Football Scout membership because one of the things you will get access to is the preseason minutes spreadsheet, which logs all of the minutes played by every player in the preseason, what position they were playing in, uh, so that you can go into game week one with an accurate idea of who is the most likely starter in every position at every club, which of course is a massive advantage to have over your friends who might just be guessing when they look at those cheap players especially. It's the preseason minute spreadsheet that first discovered Aaron Wan-Bissaka when he was a 4 million defender, and that man behind me, John Lundstrom, as well, was another son of that spreadsheet. And part of that is going to be involved in the, in the scout membership, so if you want to view that in all of its glory and get the most out of it, then the best way to do that is to get a Fantasy Football Scout membership. So do head to the website and sign up for the package that is right for you now is the time because you will of course be able to save up to 30 percent with the pre-season prices so make sure that you do that with haste well with that um i i would be remiss in my duty if i didn't remind you to like this video subscribe to the fantasy football scout youtube channel and hit that bell notification as well we're going to have lots of content between now and the start of the season uh, we've got lots of other uh, videos around best players to have for example like the four million defenders we've done lots of scout reports on new players new managers and players who've switched clubs and we've had tons of team reveals we've spoken to the defending world champion Ali FPL Guns. We've spoken to Praz, who's uh, Mr. Popular, Mr. Worldwide these days. Uh, we've spoken to Sam, 
Joe and the general who have all shared their first drafts for game week one and we've got plenty more to come so make sure you stay tuned for that and with that I will leave you guys to enjoy some tinkering with your teams and I will see you next time